Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So you want to hunt turkeys in the fall. On this episode, I'm going to talk about several different ways to do it. Hey, welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we are talking about fall turkey hunting. Now, this is an episode that is just way overdue. I cannot believe I have not done an episode on fall turkey hunting yet. It completely and utterly boggles my mind that we've made it into year four and I have not addressed this topic. But hey, the fall is a really busy time. It is prime season for hunting just about everything. And there are so many different things competing for time and slots and episodes and viewer questions and listener questions and all the other stuff. But I carved out some time and today here we are. Fall turkey hunting. Now, I'm a huge spring turkey hunter. I just thoroughly enjoy spring turkey hunting. Look forward to it all year. It's one of those great pursuits. One of the great things that I just look forward to every spring. I mean, as soon as we get past Christmas, I start thinking about spring turkey hunting. Fall turkey hunting, though, is a completely different animal. It is a totally different thing. Now, I enjoy fall turkey hunting, but just, you know, full disclosure here, I have not done a whole lot of fall turkey hunting in the last couple years ever since I started hunting waterfowl. And the reason is there's just so many things to hunt in the fall. You got deer, you got ducks, you got geese, you got pheasants, and many, many, many other things that turkey hunting in the fall has just sort of taken a back seat. I've sort of in my brain said, well, I'll hunt my turkeys in the spring unless I'm out hunting something else at the same time and it becomes a multi-hunt. 
which is mo- which is mostly the fall turkey hunting that I've done in maybe the last two or three years has been multi-hunt style hunting. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that here, but I want to focus in on strategies for fall turkey hunting specifically. You want to walk into the woods and hunt turkeys and that's what's on your menu and that's what you're loaded to do and that's your core pursuit. That's what I want to focus my time on here today because fall turkey hunting can be a ton of fun. It really can. Now, I've found waterfowl hunting to be a ton of fun also and so I figure in the fall I hunt waterfowl and in the spring I'll hunt turkey because I the only thing you can hunt and that strategy has been working well for me but every now and then I get an itch for some fall turkeys particularly I'm out waterfowl hunting and I run into some turkeys and I'm like oh man there were turkeys here like it just makes me want to go after turkeys more than anything else but there's different strategies to hunt turkeys in the fall than in the spring it's almost like hunting a different animal in some respects It is a very different pursuit. If you're a spring turkey hunter and you're good at spring turkey hunting, that does not mean you are going to be good at fall turkey hunting. In fact, usually if you're good at hunting turkeys in the spring, you are lousy at hunting them in the fall because the skills do not transfer. Some do, but not enough. You have to develop completely different skills for the most part for fall turkeys. And so we're going to break down several different kinds and styles and strategies of fall turkey hunting here. Things that you should be able to have options to pick from. Different ways that suit your hunting strategy and your preferences. And guys, as always, if you're listening to this episode and you've listened to some other ones before, I want to encourage you to hit subscribe, head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment because it is the number one way to help grow the show and would love to hear from you. Any game that you've taken, I love to see pictures come in from people that have listened to the show. It's awesome. Please head to the website. You can contact me through the website and through social media and YouTube, but I would love to see pictures of whatever you've taken. All right, let's jump right into it here. So the number one way I like to fall turkey hunt, I'm not saying this is the number one way to do it, or the most popular, the most common or anything, is I like to fall turkey hunt with a rifle. I know that is super controversial in some places. Some people say that that is unethical. Some people say it's unsportsmanlike. Some people just go blah, 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 on and on and on, and I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. Um, For me, that's the funnest way to hunt turkeys in the fall. And the rifle that I usually go out with is going to be a 223 bolt action rifle loaded down full metal jacket bullet. Because in Pennsylvania, as long as it's 22 caliber or smaller, you can use it. And what that rifle will let me do is punch out to up to 200 yards and be able to hit a turkey from some serious range. Now, If you tell that to a lot of people, oh, they're going to give you the stink eye. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. They're going to look at you like, you know, that's not turkey hunting. Yeah, I don't care. You look at me however you want. Uh, That's my favorite way to do it because fall turkey hunting is hard. All right. It is hard. It is difficult. And where I hunt, if you can get within 150 yards of a turkey in the fall, 
without just spooking it through while you're walking, that's a feat. We've got terrain. We've got a lot of hunting pressure, just a lot of people in the woods hunting everything from deer to bear and squirrels and everything else. There's a lot of hunting pressure. It is hard to get close to a turkey. A lot of people like to hunt with a 22 long rifle or 17 HMR. Those are those are great. That'll work. 22 Magnum, even better. Um, probably the single best caliber for fall turkey hunting is the all but non-existent 22 Hornet. That's probably the best rifle ever made for fall turkey hunting. And if I could find anything else that I would hunt with it, I would buy one. But to shoot, you know, one or two rounds a year while fall turkey hunting, that is just like, I can't justify the expense. It's hard to find ammo. It's it's not a very, you know, highly produced caliber anymore. But it is the perfect fall turkey hunting rifle. 223 is it's too much power. It's more than you need. Right, if you shoot a turkey at 30 yards with a 223, doesn't matter if you if you load it down, it doesn't matter if it's a light load, doesn't matter if it's full metal jacket, you're just going to destroy too much of it. So I'm not going to take those shots. I'm not going to take a 30 yard shot with that big rifle because I don't want to blow the bird apart. All right, it's a long range turkey hunting rifle, but a 22 Hornet that can extend your range. You can hunt close range all the way up to maybe 125 yards, maybe maybe even a little bit further and still have enough power. It is the perfect thing to bridge the gap between the 22 long rifle and the 223. It's nice right in the middle there. I just don't have much else that I would hunt with it here. Um, so what I like to do is head out and number one job, number one goal for fall turkey hunting, doesn't matter how you're going to hunt them, you got to find turkeys. That's the number one. They got to find turkeys. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to go places where there's terrain. And I'm going to try to go up around big terrain features, get up on top of hills, be real slow and quiet as I crest a hill and then I can see a little bit in, in several different directions and I'm looking for turkeys. Trying to see them before they see me, using the terrain to block my sound and my sight until I just crest the top and then I can see a nice 100 to 200 yards and then I'm able to get a shot if there are any turkeys in that area. Now some people say it's unsafe to hunt turkey in the fall with a 223. Well, as people hunt deer in the fall with a 223 and a 30-06 and a 300 Winchester Magnum. I don't know how uh, how this would be any less safe. And where I hunt, there are almost no fall turkey hunters. I don't know that I've ever seen another human being out fall turkey hunting unless they were with me. Uh, it's just, it's almost non-existent and it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. In your area, if there's a lot of people out fall turkey hunting and they don't have to wear orange, well then that, that could be dangerous. I could totally see that. You may not want to do that there, especially if you're on public land. But so the primary way I'm going to try to do it is I'm going to go out, I'm going to use terrain, I'm going to try to get some elevation, and you can't just walk through fields. You can't just walk through flat ground and try to find turkeys. You may spot one here and there, but it, 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 you're, it, you're not going to be able to get shots. They're going to see you and hear you from too far away. 
And if you do end up getting close enough to a turkey to take a shot, it's because neither you nor the turkey saw each other until the last minute and that turkey flushes and is in the air. And you're not shooting a turkey out of the air with a rifle. That's just not going to happen. The majority of fall turkeys that are shot in my state are actually shot by people who are hunting small game with a shotgun. And they they kick out a turkey unexpectedly trying to find pheasants or something else. And they shoot it out of the air with the shotgun just the same. Um, And we'll talk about that strategy maybe more here in a moment. But the rifle strategy, the best that I've found is cover ground, cover terrain, use landscape to keep the turkeys from hearing you. And then when you crest hills or you come around bends and you open up new ground that you can see at a distance, just be slow and quiet. Look for birds. You may want to carry, bring a bipod with you or a shooting stick or something if you're going to be trying to shoot that far. Um, so that is one way to do it. When people hunt with like a 22 or a 22 Magnum, I mean, your effective range there is maybe 75 yards. Yeah, both of those rifles will shoot further, but to have enough power to kill the turkey, unless you shoot it in the head, you're just not going to be able to punch out much further than 75 yards, even with a 22 Magnum. Uh, maybe a little further, but you know they're 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 a pretty robust bird. So, but if you're hunting with one of those kind of rifles, you got to get closer. Usually, the way that's going to be done is ambush hunting. All right, you are going to try to find where the birds roost and then figure out where they're going to go when they come down from the roost and set up to ambush them. And this is a little easier than hunting with a shotgun in the spring because you've got a little more range. You can punch out the 75 or 80 yards and you're just trying to to get to where those birds are going to come by you. Now, in my state, PA, you can hunt any turkey that walks in the fall. You got one tag. It can be a tom. It can be a jake. It can be a hen. It can be a poult. It doesn't matter. If it's a turkey, you can shoot it, and you can shoot one. And no, killing a hen is not going to destroy the population because uh, there's, um, I don't know that I want to get too far into it, but here's the thing. A lot of turkeys don't survive the winter. They don't survive the winter due to lack of food, due to the elements, and due to predation. Poults especially, survival rates are low. Um, A lot of hens get killed. So there's a good chance that the turkey you shot in the fall probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Especially if it's a smaller, younger turkey. And those hens have already nested. They've already laid their eggs. See, in the spring, you have the survivors, the ones that made it. And they're nesting. And you don't want to shoot a hen because that's a survivor who's made it, who's already laid eggs, and that's a whole hatch or two hatches of turkeys that aren't going to exist if you shoot that hen. In the fall, totally different game. That bird has already laid the eggs. Those eggs are already walking around as poults. They're already doing their thing. There's a good chance that hen's not going to survive the winter anyway. You can shoot anything that moves. Now, of course... You know, taking a big tom that weighs 25 pounds, that's going to give you way more meat than a, than a yearling that weighs 10 or 12 pounds. Um, but, you know, a nice 8 to 10 pound wild turkey could be a succulent fryer style meal, like a fryer chicken style, you know, size. And you can cook that and just have an amazingly tender and delicious meal out of that small bird. And, um, you know, it's hard enough to get turkeys in the fall. I would not be picky. 
you if you can get a turkey, take that turkey. Um, but if you're shooting with a 22 or some similar caliber, then you want to set up. You want to find where they roost, or find if 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 you've got them patterned and you know they're coming through an area, then you set up there and you wait. Now people talk a lot about calling. Should you call turkeys in the fall? You can. It doesn't work like it works in the spring. But turkeys still make noises in the fall. Turkeys still call. They'll still answer calls. They might even come into calls. But it's not like toms that are mating. So, you know, a cluck or two here or there, a little yelp, a little purr. Um, But strings of mating yelps, which is what most hunters learn to call in the spring, those are not going to work great in the fall. That's not usually, that's not a sound that they're making to the same rhythm and the same intensity and the same frequency that they do in the spring. So, you know, you may throw a yelp in here or there with some clucks and some purrs and some other sounds, but it's, you can't just sit there and yelp. And here's the thing, to just call to call and just hope that brings in a turkey, that's not going to happen. I've never seen it happen. Anything's possible. Anything can happen, but I've never seen that happen. Usually when you would call in the fall, there's two main times you're going to call. All right. So first one is with the strategy we're talking about here. You're trying to set up and get close to them. They're in the area. You're, you're hoping that they fly down towards or past you. And once they hit the ground, or if, if you think that you're trying to you know, to to try to get them to to fly down in your direction, you might do a little ground calling. Or if you know the turkeys are on the ground, you know they're in the bushes, they're coming around, they're they're at the edge of the field, wherever they are, you're set up, you might do a couple of calls just to let them know, hey, there's more turkeys over here. Turkeys are social birds. Sometimes, if they're standing there and they hear you calling, they might come over to check you out. They might come in a group. Um, so that's the way to do it. Should you use decoys? Uh, yeah. The only reason I would use decoys in the fall is if I'm setting up on a roost or I'm setting up at the edge of a field and I know turkeys come through that area. And I might set up a couple decoys there in the corner to, to try to get them that if they're coming through that area to come through on my side of the field. Um, to try to sway them a, a few yards closer in my direction than over there. And I might call a little bit and put up a couple of decoys um, just for that. But I'm probably just going to use some hen decoys. I'm not going to use a strutting tom. I'm not going to use, you know, a, a, a red-headed jake. Just a couple of hens so they can see, hey, there's some turkeys over there. And you're calling and, you know, you're trying to get them to come a little closer that could help. But that said, I don't typically take any ter- any decoys into the field in the fall. I am mostly ambush hunting. Um, often I won't even take a call with me. It depends on where I'm going and how I'm hunting. But so we've got two strategies here. You've got the big rifle, long range, try to get high, try to try to get some terrain, some elevation so you can see far and then try to snipe a turkey essentially. You're like, George, why do you like that? Why is that fun? Well, that is uh, one of the only ways that I've found to find a turkey in the fall. Where I hunt, I don't have any good private land 
where there's turkeys. It is just big open woods and heavy terrain woods. And that is the only strategy I have developed um, for the area where I live that has any reasonable chance of success on an ongoing basis. It really is. And it is a cover a lot of ground and climb a lot of hills and explore a lot of new places kind of strategy. And, um, you know, if other strategies worked where I'm able to hunt, well, I would probably do those more. But at the end of the day, you got to come up with something that'll work where you hunt. And often where I'm hunting, unconventional strategies are the ones that are most effective. You know, jump hunting ducks on a deep creek with an inflatable boat strapped to my back. That is, that is one of the ways that I hunt ducks. Why? Because where I'm at and the terrain and the opportunities and the populations, that's one of the most effective ways to, to try to get it done. And so that's what I'm going to do. So the big rifle hunting, that works where I hunt. That might not work where you hunt. That might not be a good idea where you hunt, but that's one option. The second option, you've got the small rifle ambush hunting. That is going to be a better option for more people. A better And yes, if you're listening to this, I know last season they said you can't use rifles for fall turkey hunting in Pennsylvania until further notice. I know I'm not going out there this year with a rifle looking for turkeys. If, uh, you know, if, if, if that's bothering you, I'm aware and I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of states where you, you absolutely still can't. The small rifle turkey hunting, that's going to be a better option for most people because... You're, you're in areas that have fields, you've got farms, you've got crops, you're able to find a roost, um, all those sorts of situations. I have areas like that that I can hunt, but they're stocked with pheasants. And any area in western Pennsylvania that's stocked with pheasants is pretty much devoid of all other game. Because pheasant hunters with dogs pound those fields, seems like night and day, seven days a week, even though that's illegal, and just they pound through and kick out and shoot any and all wildlife and nothing can survive in an area that's stocked with pheasants. It is a, it's a bit of a travesty, but hey, it is what it is. So most of the best turkey hunting terrain in areas where I live, you, you can't hunt turkeys there. But nonetheless, you got big rifle turkey, you got small rifle turkey. Next you have... Um, what is very common and often written about, and that is the scatter and call method. So this method involves you're walking through the woods, probably with a shotgun, and you're trying to find a group of turkeys. And once you finally find a flock of turkeys, you get as close to you can without spooking them, and then you charge into the midst of that group of turkeys as fast as you can, maybe even yelling and screaming, to scatter that group of turkeys in every direction. They all just fly left, right, up, down, you name it. And they're try you're trying to scatter them to the wind in every direction. And so they fly away. Then you sit down, you build a little blind, you, you create some cover or you find some cover to sit in. You wait 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour. And then you start calling a little bit. And essentially what you're doing is you've scattered that flock, you've let enough time pass that they no longer feel threatened, and then you start making turkey sounds that sound like, hey, the flock is coming back together where they scattered from. 
And so some of these birds from all the different angles and directions are likely to, to come back together and converge on your position. And then you take the, the first shot on the first bird that you want to shoot, shooting them in the head just like you would turkey hunting in the springtime. Uh, so you are calling and you're doing the scatter method and this works. If you're able to do it and you're able to scatter that group of turkeys, this method definitely works. But you got to be able to get close enough to charge into the middle of them. Um, and that can be difficult to do. But if you can do it, this is, this is an absolutely proven time-tested strategy. Now, those turkeys that have scattered, if, if maybe you're in the late afternoon and you're hunting them, and you scatter them, and it's getting dark, you slip out, you come back in the next morning. Those turkeys are likely to still be scattered, to, to not yet all come back together in some sort of perimeter around that area. So you come back to that exact same spot that you scattered them from, and then you start calling it first light, and try to get them to come in and come back to you. So if you can find a flock of turkeys, this is, this is the best strategy probably if you're able to get close enough. So that's another way to do it. Fourth way to go after turkeys is basically to hunt them like pheasants. And uh, this can work. This can work. You're walking through thick areas. You're walking through fields. Now, if, like I said, it's an area where pheasants are often hunted, chances are there's not going to be turkeys there. Chances are those turkeys are out of there. But you can push through areas. You can push through brush. You can go through fields, open areas, places that have a lot of cover, trying to kick out a turkey. Is this a reliable way to do it? No. Unless you know there's turkeys in the area. Now, could you do the method where you find a flock, you charge into them, they scatter into the sky, and then you shoot one out of the air? So yes, you can do that. If you're able to get close enough, you can certainly do that. However, typically you're hunting with different setups. So if you're trying to shoot a turkey on the ground, you've got an extra, extra full choke tube. You've got some sort of super tight patterning something. You're using some, you know, Winchester Longbeard XR, or maybe you're using some, some tungsten or something like that. And you're trying to put all the pellets you possibly can in a 10 inch circle in order to, to take that turkey in the head. If you're trying to hunt birds in the air, you're usually using a modified choke with a much wider patterning shot, probably something designed for pheasant hunting. Maybe number fives, maybe number fours, could be number sixes. Could be the same size shot. Typically, though, higher velocity because you're hunting birds out of the air. So you have less payload, more velocity because you're bird, you're, you're air hunt, you're wing shooting. And so if you scatter birds and you are armed with a extra full choke and a tight patterning load, you are going to really have a hard time hitting one of those birds out of the air. And if you do hit it out of the air, your pattern's going to be so tight, you're going to have a hard time killing it. And so usually what happens when people do this is they miss or they blow a hole straight through the turkey because the pattern was so tight. And you know if you hit a wing, you'll blow a hole through the wing and the bird may come down, but it's going to run away often. But if you hit it in the body, you're just going to have, you know, you're hitting it with your full pattern and a baseball size pattern and you blow a hole through it. And I've, I've known people that have just ruined all of the meat in a turkey 
by shooting it out of the air at too close a range. So if you're trying to shoot birds out of the air, you usually have an air setup, right? You're, you're just hunting with different loads, different chokes. Now, could you take different chokes with you? And could you change them out depending on your hunting situation? Yeah, that's doable. You take different chokes and different ammo. And so what you might do is you walk through the woods with a modified choke and a pheasant load in the gun. And then if you see some turkeys at a distance that you want to try to sneak up on and get close to and break them up and call back, then you could charge into them, try to shoot one out of the air if you get a chance. If not, they scatter. And then you could put in your extra full choke tube and pull out your super tight patterning load and try to call them back into you. So that is absolutely a reasonable option. Most people don't do that. I don't know why I tell you the truth. I don't know why. Um, you know, it's not that hard to bring an extra choke tube and three extra shells that are made for spring turkey hunting just in case because you're usually only going to use that if you find and scatter a group and then you have time to change the choke out. But very few people ever do something like that. A lot of people, what they'll end up doing, this is maybe way number five, is you're just sleep, you're just kind of slinking through the woods, sort of still hunting, just like you would for deer, trying to get close enough to pop a turkey in the head with a shotgun. And that can work if you've got, you know, the best of the best tungsten loads, extra full choke, the whole nine yards, a scope on your gun you might be able to shoot at 60 yards. And so that's a reasonably close range, um, but it's, it's, it's doable, it's possible. Um, but the thing I don't like about that is that you're, you're totally limited to ground shots. If you spook a bird into the air, unless it's a flock scatter, you, you can't take a shot. And a lot of people, their spring turkey hunting setups, they've got a scope or they've got a red dot or something like that on their spring turkey gun. And so they can only use that turkey gun for hunting birds on the ground, trying to shoot them in the head, which is why I have long been an advocate for using the same shotgun or the same style shotgun setup for just about everything, because you want to get good with a shotgun. You want to be able to pick up your shotgun and shoot anything anywhere, whether it's a pheasant out of the air, whether it's a flock of geese coming in, whether it's a turkey's head whether it is ducks on the water, whether it's a squirrel out of a tree, you want to have the same position, the same familiarity, the same you know, focus, and how does your gun point and all of that. And so you don't want to just keep changing the setup on your shotgun. If you do want to use a scope or a red dot for spring turkey hunting or fall turkey hunting, I recommend a dedicated turkey hunting shotgun, which is more than most new hunters are, are going to invest in. Uh, but down the road, you might reach a point where you want to have a dedicated turkey gun that you just set up and sight in for super expensive turkey loads. And that's all you use it for. And it is the perfect tool on planet Earth to do that and pretty much nothing else. And if you love turkey hunting, you know, a couple years down the road, that may be a great thing to do. But for new hunters, I recommend you hunt with a turkey or you hunt with a shotgun with open sights with a bead on the end, whatever whatever it is, but no scope, no red dot, and hunt everything with that shotgun, and practice sporting clays with that shotgun, and do everything with that shotgun, and get good with that shotgun, so that you can hunt and shoot anything you want to with that shotgun, 
and you are always in season. And if you want to specialize more down the road, that's great. That's admirable. You've already built that that core skill and you have that, so specialize more down the road. Um, but if you're walking and trying to slink through the woods, you know, sneak up on a turkey, can that work? It can absolutely work. But you're going to be taking a lot of your shots standing and you're not going to have a lot of time. And it can be tough to shoot a turkey in the head in those circumstances. So um, you're walking through the woods. Chances are as soon as you tee, you, you're rarely going to see a turkey that doesn't see you. All right. So as soon as you see that bird, you've got just a fraction of a second to draw and pull, usually before it runs. Chances are it's not going to fly if you're moving slow. So you can hunt like that with, tur- with, with a spring setup. That can work, but you can be limited. So it's, it's trade-offs, it's pros and cons, and what do you want to do, and what's the best way to do it, and how do you want to get your head in the game. Um, but, all right, so let's shift gears here. Those are five different ways you can hunt turkeys in the fall. Let's talk about time of day. And um, when is the best time of day to hunt turkeys? Well, it depends on those strategies. So if you're trying to hunt the roost, well, of course, that's the morning. If you're trying to hunt turkeys, pretty much pretty much anything else, any part of the day will work because they're on the ground, they're walking around, they're, they're moving. Um, if you're able to pattern a flock of turkeys, well, then you just need to know when the right place at the right time is. But what's nice about fall turkey hunting is you can hunt any time of the day. A lot of people actually prefer the, the afternoon. And, um, you know, birds are they're loafing during the day and they might start moving more as the day gets toward the end, but they're somewhere on the ground. If you can find them and, you know, you can hunt them in the afternoon, you can hunt them any time of the day in the fall, which is very nice, super convenient. You can only get out for a few hours. You can still have, you can still have a turkey hunt, but of course they're going to move the most early in the morning, most of the time. So we've got time of day. Now the multi-hunt, all right? hunting multiple things at once. So depending on where you live, you're going to have different gun laws, right? Um, A lot of people like to use a a sort of over-under gun, rifle-shotgun combination. And they make a lot of really cool over-under type guns. You know, something that's real nice is like a 22 Magnum with a 20 shot or a 20 gauge shotgun underneath. Or, uh, you know, 22 Hornet with a 12 gauge. Or they've got a 223 with a 12 gauge. Or you got a 22 Long Rifle with a 20 gauge. Or any combination thereof. Usually it's a single shot of each, break action. But you can pick, do you want the rifle or the shotgun? So a lot of people, they'll go out with something like that, hunting squirrels, hunting rabbits. And they can decide, okay, do I want to use the rifle or the shotgun for this shot? And if they kick up a pheasant, they've got a shotgun. If they kick out a turkey, they've got a shotgun. And so depending on what you're hunting and what the laws are in your state, that can be a really cool gun and that can be a really cool approach. You're just sort of the opportunist. You're walking through the woods trying to hunt and shoot anything that's in season. Now, if, you, if you're not allowed to hunt with a setup like that, most people are going to use a shotgun. They're just going to use a 20 gauge or a 12 gauge with a sort of middle of the road shell maybe number six shot, maybe seven and a half shot. And they're looking, same thing, opportunistic hunter. 
which is the way most turkeys, like I said, are killed in my state. But you could be out hunting pheasants, grouse, squirrels, rabbits, crows, doves, whatever's going on, and then you see a turkey, um, then, then you're ready. What's complicated about multi-hunts is that you could have different orange requirements. So you may need to have orange to hunt pheasants, but not to hunt turkeys. All right, so you're out turkey hunting, but you see a pheasant. Well, you can't shoot it if you're not wearing orange, or you can find yourself in trouble. So these things require a little bit of preparation, and you need to prepare for the highest common denominator. Right? What's the most restrictive setup, and make sure that I'm wearing that. And it can be hard to sneak up on a turkey when you're wearing orange. Right, so you need to weigh that. There's pros and cons. Um, related to that, like in the fall, I'll often go out hunting ducks, and we'll have to trudge through pheasant areas to get to the water where we hunt the ducks. And those areas are crawling with pheasant hunters, and they've got stocked pheasants. Well, too many times, too so many times actually, I just got sick of it happening. I'm walking out, usually not walking in because I'm going in and it's dark, but I'm walking out of the woods after I've finished hunting ducks and just pheasants everywhere. Pheasants, they run across your path at 20 yards. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I don't have any orange on and uh, my gun's not loaded and all of this and I don't have a pheasant license. So now what I do is I get my pheasant license and every time I'm hunting ducks during pheasant season, I'll, when I'm done hunting ducks, I'll go ahead and just throw on my orange, which, let me tell you, is the safest thing to do. You should probably do that anyway if you're on public land, right? You're moving in the daytime, not near the water, through hunting areas. You should wear orange. And then I've already got, you know, I've just used waterfowl loads. I don't, I don't need different ammo. I'm already hunting usually with, with bismuth or something like that. And so I'm walking out of the woods when I'm done hunting ducks and I'll just carry my shotgun. And if I see a pheasant, I'm going to take a pheasant home with me too. And you've got that sort of opportunistic hunting. You can do the same thing with turkeys. Um, a lot of people think, well, if you don't have turkey loads, you can't shoot a turkey. Well, that's a bunch of garbage. You can shoot a turkey with anything. In fact, target loads with a modified choke work great for spring turkey hunting if you can get within 30 yards. 25, 30 yards, you can't kill a turkey any better than you can with a sporting clays load and a modified choke. All right, it's getting them further out that's what becomes difficult and you need more focused chokes and things. So if you're out duck hunting and you're you're going through an area that has turkeys, throw your orange on or meet whatever requirements you need to meet and don't be afraid to shoot turkeys with duck ammo. You can absolutely kill a turkey with duck ammo. And you just have to be close enough, then you have to have a good shot. So whatever you like to hunt, you're able to do multi-hunts, in some states at least. In mine, you can, to some degree. What you can't do in my state is go out with two guns, right? So I can't go with a shotgun and a rifle um, or something like that. But like I'll, I'll hunt turkeys during deer season, and I'll go out deer hunting, and I'm going to hunt turkeys at the same time. I've got my tags. I'll go out with um, a crossbow or whatever I'm going to use. And I know where to shoot the turkey. I know what my ranges are. And if the right deer or the right turkey walks up, then I'm taking either one. So I'm, I'm multi, multi-purposing that hunt. And I like to do things like that 
because whenever I'm in the woods, I want to have the highest possible chance of taking home game, right? I'm not one that goes out and like, all right, I'm going out and I'm going to get a big buck or nothing. Like, now I'm going out. I want to come home with game. I want to come home with dinner. Whether I shoot a big buck or whether I shoot a doe or whether I shoot a duck or whether I shoot a turkey or whether I bring home a grouse or a pheasant, I want to bring home dinner. That's what I want to do. I want to come back with something. And so if I'm in the woods, I'm going to be mindful of absolutely everything that's in season that I'm willing and able to hunt and familiarize myself with all the regulations, safety protocols, and I'm going to adjust my setup in order to fit and be compliant, and I'm going to be out there ready and willing to take home anything that is in season and fits the bill for dinner time. So if I'm out and it is duck season, goose season, turkey season, and pheasant season, and they're all overlapped, then I'll do whatever I need to do to be able to, to hunt any one of those while I'm moving or while I'm coming in or exploring new areas because I want to bring home dinner. And like I said, that is one of the ways that the most turkeys are taken is just opportunistic hunting. And so I would encourage you, um, you know, my philosophy is not for everybody, but if you're out and it's turkey season, I'll even do this. And, and this is a good one. You know, if, if I'm trying to decide when do I want to take time off for hunting, I will try to stack my days when the most things are in season, right? So, you know, if I could take off this weekend and it's deer or this Friday and it's going to be a deer during deer season, but if I wait another Friday, that's going to be deer and turkey season. Well, hey, I'm going to do that because I want to be able to, to take home a turkey if I see a turkey. One of the things that I find super frustrating is you're in the woods and there's an animal that's coveted and you want to shoot that and, and you've been waiting for years to shoot one of those and uh, yeah, it's not in season yet. It was in season last week or it's in season next week. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. I hate being out hunting ducks and finding geese and I can't shoot the geese. Or I'm out hunting geese and I find all kinds of ducks and I can't shoot the ducks. And I'm out hunting pheasants and I come across an entire flock of turkeys and I can't shoot the turkeys. Or I'm out hunting deer and a couple giant gobblers walk up in front of me within 15 yards and I can't shoot them because it's not turkey season. That's going to happen, but anything I can do to minimize that or to stack the deck in my favor in terms of timing and when I'm in the woods and when I'm hunting, I want to do that because I want to just have the best chance possible. Now, usually I'm in the woods hunting one specific thing as my focus, right? Because you have different strategies if you're hunting ducks or hunting turkeys. They're not in the same place. You may encounter them both coming and going, but they're not in the same place. So whatever my focus is, I'm going to be thinking and looking for and, and, and you know doing that first. So if turkey is your primary focus... Think about what else is in season. Think about what else can you hunt. Think about what could you combine into that hunt to give you more options and more things you can hunt. Great example. I was out one year turkey hunting in the fall. And I'd been out all day. I'd been to several different places. I'd covered miles and miles. And I, I ate all the food that I had that day. I could not put enough calories in my body. I was covering so much ground. 
and I'm going and going and going, and I did not find a turkey anywhere but pheasants. I had pheasants walk out, or that I walked up on 20 yards, and I'm sitting there, and I pull up my gun, and I got them right there in the sights, and I'm like, I can't do anything because I didn't buy a pheasant license this year. You can't do a thing. And I'm like, ah, so frustrating. They were in season. I just didn't buy the license. I could have come home that day with a limit of pheasants, but no, I'm just turkey hunting and nothing else. Well, that strategy changed. I said, that never happened again. I don't think I ever went out turkey hunting again during pheasant season without getting a pheasant license. Because if I can take pheasants, I'm going to take them. If I can take a turkey, I'm going to take it. And turkeys may be the first thing on my list. That may be my focus for the day, but you never know what you might come across. And turkey hunting in the fall is difficult. Maybe in some places it's easier, but in general, it's much more difficult than hunting in the spring, which is why I want to combine as many things together as possible. I know my odds of taking a turkey on a spring hunt, if I average the last couple years, I'm going to say probably I've got, you know, one in three. So if I spend three days in the woods, I've left with a turkey. If I just average maybe the last three years, that's, that's about what the average has been. In the fall, you could go 10 days without getting a turkey. And that's me, someone that's done this a few times. So my thought, is, and, and it's not just that you won't get, I mean, just won't see one, won't find one, won't come across a flock just not able to locate a turkey in the forest. And they don't live in the same places in the spring and the fall. Sometimes they live in similar areas, but often they're in different places. So you've got to find them for each season and where they live in that season. If you can do that and you get a honey hole and then you're able to go there season after season and you know turkeys are there then, then awesome, use that. But especially for new hunters, you're going into the woods, it can be a tough hunt trying to get fall turkeys. So if you can chain some other hunts together and you come back with some grouse, hey, you had a great day, right? You're, you're thrilled to come out of the woods with a grouse, but you're hunting turkeys, but you got a grouse. It's a great day. It's a great dinner. It's a beautiful thing. You can mount that grouse tail just like you can mount a turkey tail. They come from a similar family. And, um, you know, that's just the way that I would encourage you to think. If you're new at this, then focus your strategy on turkey hunting, but expand and add all the options that you can to maximize your chance of walking out of the woods with dinner. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes and literally hundreds of other episodes about hunting all kinds of stuff from turkeys and ducks and deer and everything from groundhogs to elk. We've got all kinds of stuff there. I really appreciate you. God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>